All right, welcome back to the Triangle Sports Take Podcast. It's been a long time since we've last seen you guys. I think it's been like over a month since we recorded one of these. I uh, hope you're all being socially distant, you know, staying six feet away from everybody. Cody, Mitchell, you guys glad to finally be back here? Yeah, it's great to be back. I mean, it's weird to be in the studio, you know, six feet away from you guys. But um, we got the plexiglass up. We're taking all precautions. Uh, we got the, uh, the sanitizing wipes, everything. But yeah, We yeah. got hand sanitizer in every corner. We're spraying down everything every five seconds. So if you hear spraying noises in the background, that's what that is. Um, well, first of all, I just wanted to say, Cody, uh, you have some news that's happened in the past month. Yeah, I have a dog now. His name is Cosmo. He's average to moderate as far as dogs go <laughs> and uh you know i wish you guys could have seen it i wish i could have seen it too but mitchell came in here earlier and cosmo just peed all over his shirt it was honestly pretty funny right mitchell yeah it got me good <laughs> i know why anyways we're going to start off as we usually do with quotes with cody so cody go ahead all right guys um didn't come prepared with the quote however my mind is working a million miles an hour, so I'm going to roll with a quote that I disagree with. Okay. Um, good things come to those who wait. Oh. I disagree. Mm-hmm. Normally, if you wait to get something, it's gone, and then you get stuck with what everyone else didn't want. So yeah. I agree more with early bird gets the worm. That's what I have for you guys today. Be the early bird. All right, so the next topic on TST, we're actually going to be talking about the last dance. Uh, this is the ESPN series on Michael Jordan's career. Um, so, Carson, you want to kick us off? Yeah, so I watched that Sunday night. Um, it's a, actually a 10-part documentary ESPN is releasing, and they had parts one and two Sunday night, which I watched all that. And I don't know, it just felt good for there to kind of be sort of some sports back on TV. You know, we haven't had that for a month. I mean, it was like when you uh, – if you go and look on Twitter some of the time, every, it seemed like everyone was talking about it, everyone was watching. It was like, hey, it feels good that everyone's kind of watching the same thing. Again. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we haven't really had that since like yeah. the Super Bowl or something. But I thought it was pretty cool, especially um, for people our age who like we aren't really old enough to have seen Michael Jordan play back in the day. So it was all kind of new information for uh, me and anyone else our age. Uh, had a lot of cool footage in there. Also had some... Uh, quotes from Roy Williams, footage from Dean Smith back when Michael Jordan played at UNC, which I thought was cool. They also uh, um, showed highlights from when he was, I think it was like his second year in the league when he scored 63 points in a playoff game, which is still a record today. But a lot of cool stuff going on there. I think they're doing, like, I think it's every Sunday night they're showing, like, either one or two parts for, like, the next month or so. I I feel like a lot of the, like... You know, the younger generation doesn't know as much about him. Like everyone knows who he is, obviously. Yeah. But see him, so I think this is kind of his way of saying, like, "Look, this is uh, this is how it was back in the day." Which, for sure, I think is pretty cool. But anyways, guys, don't be like Cody. He didn't watch any of the documentary. You know, you, it's you true. Don't, you don't want to be like him. Yeah, you don't want to be like him. I'm, I'm sure you can find episodes one and two somewhere, and then you can uh, watch the next one Sunday night. I'll try and get caught up. All right, guys. We're now heading into uh, an entertaining segment, Questions with Carson. That's right. It is finally time for Questions with Carson once again. Uh, First, I do want to say we mentioned Cody's dog earlier. If you want to see a picture of Cosmo, you can see him on uh, the Triangle Sports Take Twitter page. We put a picture of him up a couple weeks ago, I think. He is our 
officially unofficial mascot for our podcast. So if you want to see him there, you can check him out. But anyways, my question for the today, guys, is as you know, the past month, life has gotten weirder and more different every day, it seems, with all this coronavirus stuff. And now it's kind of like um, shaking hands, you know, a typical handshake, like when you meet somebody kind of isn't uh, acceptable anymore. People are trying not to do that. They're trying not to spread germs by doing that. So my question is, how long do you think it'll be until it's acceptable again to, you know, just go up and shake somebody's hand? Or do you think it'll ever be acceptable again to do that? Mm. Do you think we'll change our way of greeting people because Mm. of this? I still shake people's hand Mm. when I see them. Mm. (laughs) Interesting. So you're not social distancing. I was about to say, it sounds like you might have the coronavirus, Cody. Shoot, um, maybe I need to be more than six feet away from Cody. Yeah, that's true. It might need to be 12 feet away from you, just in case. <laughs> yeah. I need to double that. So you you still shake hands? You think people will just go back to normal doing that? Yeah, I think so. It's just a socially acceptable way of life. Okay. Mitchell, you got anything? Oh, I mean, I've been trying not to not to shake people's hands for the most part. I mean, you know, like, people that I see on a daily basis, like, if I, I'm going to shake their hand because, like, if I'm eating at the same table as them at dinner, then I might as well shake their hand. Uh, I mean, I've been going to the office, but I haven't been shaking any hands. Um, I think... I've been rubbing any elbows. Uh, I've only rubbed a few elbows. Okay. On, but I think probably... With, uh, just give it like three months. I think we'll be back to shaking hands again. Three months? That's my prediction. And do you mean three months from now or like three months from when this stuff all... Three months from now. Over? Okay. I think like... So you're you predicting know. a July handshake... Uh, yeah. Normalcy. Yeah, I think July is return to nor- return to normalcy for the handshake. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna keep track of this too. Remember Mitchell's yeah. prediction. He's predicting July. Are you thinking mid July, end of July, beginning? Do you know? Um, I'm thinking like probably the back third of July. So like within the, the last ten days of July. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, I want to at least give a prediction on when other people will go back to shaking hands. Sure. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna go for um, I'm gonna go September. September. Huh. Honestly, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, that's why I jumped in before you had a chance to take yeah, one out. Yeah, But uh, since you're saying July, you're saying September, I'll just jump right in the middle of you guys. Hey, August. I'll go with August. Okay. okay. I think that's when people will kind of get back to it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember what, actually when Carolina Duke played last month. I remember like Roy Williams and Coach K like elbow bumped each other like before the really? game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw that. They didn't, they didn't shake hands. They like elbow bumped each other. I thought that was pretty funny. Hmm. Which, who knows? Maybe that's the new handshake, or maybe we go back to shaking hands here in a few months. All right, so you guys are probably thinking that what are we going to talk about since there's not really any sports on anymore. So one thing we came up with is we were going to reveal our personal all-decade teams for um, each of our teams for State, Carolina, and Duke. So basically that's just you know who, who our starting five would be from any players that played from 2010 to 2019. And uh, we're going to start it off with NC State's All-Decade Team, presented by Cody. All right. Well, obviously, being an NC State fan, don't have near the uh, player players to choose from as my counterparts here with Carolina and Duke. However, I, um, I think I've got a pretty average lineup. That could go up against, you know, an average college team. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's good. At point guard, I think I'd be remiss not to choose Dennis Smith. Only played at State for a year. 
it was something. I think we'll be feeling the repercussions for that for years to come. <laughs> but he was pretty good. He beat Duke by himself. Do you do you think you have to offer him any money to join your all decade team? <laughs> yeah. It's already been done. It's paid for. Okay. Um, we had to make several installment payments, but <laughs> it's taken care of. Um, so he's on the team. At shooting guard, I actually took another point guard because we've had about zero good shooting guards the last 10 years. So I actually picked up Cat Barber that came ah, right yeah. before Dennis Smith. Felt like he was a solid addition to the team. Um, don't know how we're going to handle two very ball-dominant guards that can neither of them shoot the three ball well. But that leads me to my small forward pick, which is on the team solely to space the floor. I don't tend for him to ever dribble or pass or anything. I just want him to shoot every time he touches the ball. That's Scott Wood. Um, don't think you can escape having him on the team. I didn't realize how long ago he played. He actually played from 2009 to 2013. Oh, wow. um, a little older than I thought, but be good to have him on the squad. Yeah. He's quite an enjoyable player. Um, at power forward, I actually took a small forward because that's the way my team's going so far. <laughs> um, I picked up TJ Warren. His jersey is hanging in the rafters of PNC Arena now. Um, he played a couple years at State. He's playing well for the uh, Pacers this year. Um, and he can score from any mid-range area. Doesn't really do a lot else, but he's going to score. So, got him. And then at center, I feel like this could be a hotly debated one. A lot of people might have gone with C.J. Leslie. However, because I didn't really like him and his playing style, I picked up Richard Howell, the undersized fellow that more or less just rebounds. And uh, I thought about possibly uh, B.J. Anya as well for the shot blocking. It's really a toss-up between the two of them. But I took Richard Howell because he's so gritty and rebounds like crazy. So... That's my all-decade starting five. Let us know what you guys think, and we'll go from there. Uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting team. Uh, yeah. Kind of going with a smaller lineup, but, I mean, Richard Howe, he says a good rebounder. Yeah, so he's, he's a big boy. Yeah, so. he's a big boy. He can hold down the floor. <laughs> that's right. All right, Mitchell, you want to go ahead and give us your Duke starting five? Yeah, you know, I think I'm actually going to start at center and work my way at the point guard because I think – my point guard selection might actually be a, a little bit surprising to some people. Okay. And I also want to just put out a disclaimer that I made this team based off their college performances and not their uh, NBA performances. Because okay. um, it's easy to look at guys, you know, like Jason Tatum and say, oh, he's definitely on the team. But he's he was good. He was a good player, but, I mean, he wasn't even the best player on his team, mm-hmm. let alone the decade team. So um, to start off, I actually chose Dalil Okafor at center. Uh, he was on the 2015 national championship team. Uh, I mean, him and Tyus Jones basically basically ran this show, but there wasn't a game that he didn't score at least 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the power forward position, probably no surprise that I chose Zion Williamson. Um, probably the best college player that I've ever seen play the game. Um, and then this is another pick that um, I was looking at some forums, and they didn't actually have this, this on the forums, but I actually chose R.J. Barrett for uh, – my small forward pick. Um, I just think he's he's just a living bucket. He's always just gonna go. I mean, he might miss a few, but that was that was the one position where I didn't really know if I should go, you know, go another guard or or what. But 
Um, I did choose R.J. Barrett for the small forward. Um, and for the shooting guard position, I actually chose Grayson Allen. Uh, I'll never forget the uh, 2015 championship game when he uh, had that dunk. Uh, that kind of started the, the train against Wisconsin to get the dub. So I picked him. And my last pick, actually, this is actually a spur-of-the-moment decision. I actually switched my team around like five seconds ago. Um, yeah, actually, I had Kyrie in at the point guard, but then I swapped him out. And I actually put in John Shire. Oh, um, hmm. yeah, I know that's like kind of a kind of a spur of the moment thing. But I think as far as like college play and reliability of the point guard position, productivity and just like trusting someone with the ball, I would I would trust John Shire, you know, obviously a four year guy, national mm-hmm. champion, more than Kyrie Irving played nine games. Yeah. I mean, he was great. But like, you know, when the game's on the line, do you really want Kyrie with the ball like Young Kyrie Irving has played like only a few games in college. Mm-hmm. Probably not. <laughs> so that's what I chose. And for the honorable mention for guys that I couldn't decide on, I also had Tyus Jones on the bench at a point guard and uh, Marvin Bagley on the bench at center. And I, I, I gave the edge to Julio Okafor because since he won a championship and he was just a slight, slight bit more reliable down low. Okay. Yeah, point guard pick it surprised me a little bit. I thought you were gonna say Tyus. I kinda of, I kinda of forgot about John Shire, but yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I like Thanks. not going with Kyrie. Not a yeah. I think that's a hot take, but a well <laughs> yeah. thought out yeah. take. Yeah. It's something that like <clears throat> NBA fans won't yeah. understand, but it's like it is it is based yeah. on college, yeah, not NBA. College. So Okay. Um so Carolina's twenty ten team. There's some tough choices on this one, but uh so for the point guard and shooting guard position, I was looking at Joel Berry, Marcus Page, Kendall Marshall, Kobe White. I was basically trying to decide between those four to get down to two. Must be nice. And, um, <laughs> basically, I ended up not going with Kobe White just because he was a one-year guy. He only stayed for one. I mean, his freshman year was probably better than any of those guys his freshman year was. But he only stayed once. So I ended up not putting him on there. Also ended up deciding not to go with Kendall Marshall, so I put uh, Marcus Page and Joel Berry together. I'd have them as the two starting guards. They actually played together for two years. Um, then for the small forward position, I was kind of thinking between either Justin Jackson or Harrison Barnes. I ended up going with Justin Jackson on that because he ended up winning – ACC Player of the Year and a National Championship. Barnes, although he was really good, didn't do either of those. So I gave the edge to Jackson on that one. And then uh, for the two big guys, Carolina usually seems to have some good post players. This was tough to choose, too. But um, I ended up going with Bryce Johnson and Tyler Zeller for the two guys down low. I mean, Bryce Johnson was just a beast his last year in 2016 when Carolina made it to the championship and lost and then um Tyler Zeller was ACC player of the year his senior year in 2012 when Carolina had a really good team so I ended up going with those two guys and uh after I made my team actually I realized that four of the five guys I picked were starters on the 2016 team so it was basically the four starters from 2016 and then adding Tyler Zeller in there, which I think that probably gives you the best probably best result of those five. I mean, three of the five won a national championship. The two that didn't were in the national championship and lost in a buzzer beater. So they all you know know how to win. Yeah, I'm surprised you went 
didn't uh, pick Kobe White, but I guess I could see where you're coming from with the yeah. with the one year guy kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of the same principle of you taking Shire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he did play the whole season, but still, it's good to have the veteran guys, especially at the point guard position, yeah. paint on the ball. And if someone you know said to me like, no, I I put Kobe White in mind. Like I, honestly, I wouldn't argue with you. Like I can see why they would say that because even though he only had one year it was a really really good year but i decided to go with a couple four-year veteran guys instead I like your big man big man yeah yeah i think zeller's a good pick down low yeah zeller sometimes people forget how good he was i mean he wasn't like one of those rough and tough kind of guys but he, he had some like good finesse and would score a decent mm -hmm. amount all right guys so now we have our second ever guest speaker that we've had here on the triangle sports take podcast our uh, loyal, long-time listener, Reese Helms. Reese, how are you doing today? Doing great. It's an honor to be the second guest you've ever had. <laughs> of course. I mean, really, it's an honor for anyone who gets to call into this great podcast. So, But uh, we're, we're very happy to have you on today. We we actually just each revealed our um, all-decade team for each of our respective teams. I, I understand you might have something similar to that, too. Yeah, I actually have one for... Uh, all three of the triangle teams. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Overachiever. Yeah, I put a lot of work into this, you know. So. Wow. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, the, the order we did it in was State, then Duke, then Carolina. So if you want to do that, you can, or you can do whatever order you want. Yeah, that's a good order. Start with the worst team and work your way up. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, NC State, my point guard is no other than Markel Johnson, who I think he's been on the team every year of the whole decade, I think. It feels like he's been there forever. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like it's been a while. I actually had him on my team at the two spot as well. Yeah, I feel like he's more of a shooting guard. You know, he doesn't do a good job passing the ball, so let him kind of do his thing one-on-one. -on -one. Um, then I got C.J. Leslie. Okay. Mm. Mm. Cody doesn't like C.J. Leslie. Not a C.J. Leslie fan. <laughs> uh, T.J. Warren. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, he's not the best player, but when I think of NC State, I think of him, B.J. Anya. Wow. That, that's a oh, big right man. There. Ah. And I'm going to Dennis Smith off. I know State fans don't like him. So. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting because Cody had Dennis Smith Jr. on his team, but I don't really think oh, wow. I don't really think Cody can afford to pay him enough to be on his team. <laughs> I, I had to pay him in five installments to make sure I could keep him on the team. Yeah, yeah I, I have a low salary cap, so I don't leave Dennis Smith off. My <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand that. Yeah. All right. What you uh, what you got for Duke? Okay, Duke. I took a little bit of a different approach. I kind of I did the same for NC State and Carolina. I, I just picked like the five best players of the decade and kind of made a team out of it. Hey, Ray, Reese, so, can like, I ask you something? Yeah. Did you do it based on uh, their college play or like their overall career, like NBA career included? It's, it's all college. Okay, that's what I did. Yeah, too. yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I did too. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I guess it did NBA. Like, Kyrie Irving would be your starting point guard for Duke. But yeah. Obviously, you know, he didn't play but a handful of games. Um, but, okay, so my point guard is actually RJ Barrett. Whoa. Um, okay. So, Interesting. Um, because he plays, I mean, I'm not including NBA in this, but he does play a little bit of point guard for the Knicks. And he even kind of did some ball handling on last year's team as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Barrett's my point guard. Shooting guard, probably my. Favorite player from Duke. Um, if I have a favorite player, I'd probably name him uh, Luke Kennard. Yeah. 
I thought about him. I don't have any stats to back this up, but I feel like he shot, every time he shot the ball, I thought it was going in. That it's like, there's a sniper from outside who can provide the shooting for my team. Yeah. Um, small forward, I actually like him a lot too, just as Winslow. Hmm. Oh, good. Um, I feel okay. like he's, you know, very indie guy. He's kind of like the modern day Shane Battier in a way, kind of that, yeah. that championship team. Yeah. Big year, just 15, he was awesome. Um, obviously, Zion Williamson. I think you'd be laughed out of town if you didn't take him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think okay, center was, I think, the toughest one for me. Yeah. Um, I kept going back and forth between Okafor and Bagley. Uh-huh. Um, I ended up going with Marvin Bagley just simply because of his shooting. Yeah, that's, um, that's the same. Okafor and Zion down low kind of clogs up the paint a little bit. So, yeah. obviously, it, it misses in a real team, but I'm just like, if I had to take five dudes to... Yeah, I went back and forth between Okafor and Bagley too, and I ended up choosing Okafor. <laughs> yeah, Okafor was awesome. That championship. But I mean, down low, but Bagley, I feel like he can stretch the floor. Yeah. So. For my point guard, I actually chose John Shire. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Most people yeah, forget about him. He was 2010-2011. Yeah, yeah, he, he barely squeaked in the past decade. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one way of thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> what uh what do you got for Carolina? Okay, so Carolina, um I ended up choosing the Dennis Smith of Carolina for my all decade team, Cole Anthony. Oh man. Oh okay. That's yeah. because I'm just talking about the, the best players to play in the decade. Like his his game against Notre Dame the opening of the year was probably one of the best performances from a Tar Heel I've ever seen. True, um, especially yeah. in that second half. Like he was just making everything. Um, Man, that is a hot pick right now. Yeah, I must say, that is a hot pick. Yeah, I had to be white on there at first. I got then, some questions on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Coy would be better because he just, I think he's a better all-around player. And he also was on the worst team. Yeah, like, that put, is true. If he put Kobe on this year's team, he probably wouldn't be as good as deep. Defenses would be double-teaming him. And, um, like, Coy, they didn't have Cam Johnson and Luke Mays chilling in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, that that is one thing people don't really think about is like uh you know, some people kinda are down on Cole Anthony because he didn't do quite as good, but I'm I'm thinking like who else is the defense gonna focus on? You know, they're they're all all over them all year. Yeah, but I, I will say, I think you are in the minority of Carolina fans uh, picking him over Kobe White, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Kobe White. I'm not saying I like Anthony better, but it's just, yeah, you know, but... I, if I had to pick five players, I would pick him over White. But yeah. I mean, theoretically, you could, like I did for uh, NC State, I had um, Markel Johnson and Cat Barber. There are two you know, point guards out of position, so I could theoretically have Anthony and White, but... Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I agree. Come through the last decade, but in my opinion, this is the best player we've had the whole decade was um, 2015, Bryce Johnson. Right, right. Wow, yeah, okay. he was good. Um, senior year, right? Yeah, it was 2015, wasn't it? Or 16? Well, whatever his senior year was. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, it was 16 this senior year. 16. Yeah. So yeah. 2015, Bryce Johnson, and center, I feel like he's the most underappreciated Carolina player, is Tyler Zeller. Yeah, yeah, that's what I went with, too. I, um, <clears throat> so I, I had the same as you for the three, four, and five position. I had Jackson, Johnson, and uh, Zeller. For, um, yeah. for the two guards, though, I actually had two completely different ones. I actually went with uh, Marcus Page and Joel Berry for the two guards. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good out there. Yeah, Berry, if we were talking just accomplishments, Berry would definitely be I mean, he won. He scored 20-plus points in back-to-back championship games. So, like, only two players yeah. in history have ever done that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I thought about Kobe White, but I ended up not going with him just because he was a one-year guy. I just decided to yeah. get a couple four-year guys instead. Yeah. Well, actually, I actually almost went Garrison Brooks over Tyler Zeller. Because, I mean, Garrison Brooks this year was like, I mean, Cody can attest to this because he killed NC State twice. But I think he had 30 points in both games in the state this year. Yeah. He was like unstoppable. Yeah, he really turned it on this year. One one last question for you, Reese, before we let you go is: since the year two thousand, who do you think is the number one best player on each state, Duke and Carolina? Ah, putting him on the hot spot. Yeah, hot spot. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, all right. NC State. I'm gonna go Cat Barber. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Cody, 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 what's your opinion on that? I don't think you're far off. Um, yeah. He he was really really solid. Um, the year T.J. Warren had his sophomore year, I think was the best single year of any state player this decade. But as far as their whole career, um, I don't I don't think Cat Barber's a bad pick at all. See, what, one person I was surprised you left off the all-decade team that I think you could also argue for is Scott Wood because yeah. you knew exactly what you were getting from him every single game. Just yeah, like a model of consistency for four straight years. All right, who, who do you guys the number one guy for Duke since 2000? Uh, I think Zion, not only is the best Duke player, but he's probably the best college player since 2000. I mean, the only other person I can put in, put in Zion's um, level is Anthony Davis, Kentucky right. 2012, I think that was the year. Um, but yeah, I think Zion's by and far the best player from the decade. Um, Mitchell, do you have that as well? Yeah, I mean, that's, I've watched college basketball for a long time, and I think, I mean, I'm sure I'm probably a little biased, but Zion's the most, like, the most powerful, the most, like, talented, most athletic college player I've ever seen play. I mean, as far as... He's the closest thing we've seen in, like, either college or pros, um, compared to Shaq, he's kind of like yeah. a little bit of personal security on the like, he was just so yeah. dumb. Who, uh, who you got for Carolina? Okay, um, Tyler Hansborough is definitely the most accomplished player. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Hansborough, I mean, he made all-conference, first-team all-ACC, all four years of college, I'm pretty sure. And, well, yeah, won a championship his senior year, but... I was a little young for this. I actually, um, on YouTube, watched the 2005 championship game over again, uh, USC and Illinois. And uh, Sean May was, I think, the best player we've had since 2000. Yeah, he was Yeah, he was a beast in that 05 championship team. But, I mean, I was only in, I think I was in second 
And yeah. I obviously yeah. didn't watch it on like a knowledgeable basis. Right. But just looking back on Sean May, like he was not only was he huge, but he was hitting outside jumpers, and that was that was before like at that time of basketball, big men didn't hit outside jumpers. You know, they weren't hitting three points like they are now. Yeah, very true. So, so yeah. I feel like Sean May is the best player for Carolina since. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I won't argue what with that. You had personally? Uh, personally, I personally I would go with Tyler Hansbrough. I mean, I. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, it's hard to argue. One, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, whatever your preference is. But he's probably the most accomplished college basketball player. One of the, I mean, at least one of the best basketball players of all time, college wise. It's a career accomplishment. You know, it's hard to beat him for what he did all those four years. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I haven't really seen anyone dominate for four years like he did. I mean, you can go on and on about all the records he broke and everything, but. Thank you very much for calling in. We've appreciated all the wisdom and insight you've given here. Yeah. Thank you. Mitchell, did you change shirts yet? I don't know if your shirt's dry. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't bring an extra shirt, but I'm going to have to pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll have to next time. Thanks, Reese. Yeah, thanks for calling in. All right, so now it is time once again for Mitchell's Corner. So, Mitchell, what do you got for us today? Yeah, so um, actually – this is uh, April 21st when we're recording this, but some news actually just came out earlier today about um, Rob Gronkowski getting picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Patriots traded him for like an earlier draft pick, I think. Um, but, yeah, so I guess what I want to talk about was my question, I guess, my corner today is how good can the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be? And before you guys answer, I'm just going to give a quick little rundown of their uh, – their potential offensive skill players for their roster for next year. So obviously you got Tom Brady at quarterback, Rob Gronkowski at tight end, and then you got OJ Howard, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin all catching the ball from him. Okay. So what do you guys think? How good can they be next year? I don't know. It's interesting because even though I am – not a Tom Brady fan. I consider myself a Tom Brady hater. Obviously, I have to admit he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. The only thing is, like, with his age and him playing with a new team, like, I feel like people are a little unsure of if he's still got everything uh, left in the tank. Obviously, he's gotten a little bit older. He's played under the same system his whole career, so this might be a little different. But as far as talent on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, they probably just as, about as talented as anybody in the NFL. And... It'll be interesting to see how Gronk is coming back. I guess he's he's still you know young enough yeah, to be a, a good effective tight end. But yeah, I think he's still only twenty nine or thirty. Is he really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, he did. I know he retired at a young age. It was just like a couple years ago. He's thirty years old, actually. Thirty. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's still probably got a couple good years left in him. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think the Bucks can be pretty good. I mean, I I think. They can definitely be a playoff team, a Super Bowl team. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I'm kind of on the fence about that. What What do you think the chances are that they're like, you know what, Tom, you're going to be our backup behind Jameis Winston? <laughs> Jameis Winston. Yeah. I think they would end up getting laughed out of town. Like at this point, they brought Tom Brady in. They have to ride the train. But I don't know. I'm just. I've got. Maybe it's my spidey senses talking to me, but just oh. don't see it this year. <laughs> okay. Mother nature and age catch up eventually. 
I mean, hey, Jameis Winston is what the only quarterback to ever throw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions in the same year. So I mean, he imagine a quarterback he's, with he's like an entertaining guy, less interceptions. He also got uh, LASIK eye surgery, so he, now he can actually see who he's throwing yeah. to. So yeah, I guess my take on the whole thing is I think they could be a good team, but I don't think they can be a great team just because, I mean, just because of their age. I mean, I don't know how Tom Brady's going to be with a whole a whole new scheme, whole new playbook, new coach. I mean, Gronkowski's, I don't know. I mean, he seemed to get hurt a lot. I mean, he was good yeah. back in his prime, like his <laughs> mid-20s, but he seems to get hurt a lot now. Um, I don't know. I think that they could potentially be like a – a wild card playoff team, but I don't think they're going to be much more than that. Here's yeah. my question off of, off of your corner, Mitchell. Yeah. We're branching out to the side of the room. Do you think the NFC South is the toughest division in the NFL this year? Hmm. Oh, that's what? The Panthers, Saints, Bucks, Falcons. Falcons. Oh, uh, well, what? Falcons went out and got Ty Gurley. I don't know. How, how good Blue are the Panthers going to be without Cam Newton? Panthers going to be bad. I don't know. They went out and got Teddy Bridgewater, re-signed McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, but got a couple offensive linemen. I don't know. I mean, I don't think this coach is going to be tanking. Yeah. Saints are still going to be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch that division for sure. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a tough division, but I just, I mean, being a Panthers fan, I just don't have any faith in them this season. <laughs> I mean, they got the highest paid running back in the NFL, but that's about it. Right. Teddy Bridgewater's maybe a slightly above average quarterback, maybe average. Um, they yeah, I mean, definitely going to get some some solid linemen in the draft, but I just I don't know I just I don't I don't see them doing a whole lot, but hopefully they'll prove me wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna start wrapping things up here. Before we go, let's uh, as I mentioned earlier, Cosmo Mitchell's dog or Cody's dog peed on Mitchell's shirt. <laughs> so, uh, all of our loyal fans out there on Twitter, let's get hashtag. Rip, R-I-P, Rip, Mitchell's shirt uh, trending on Twitter. So hashtag Rip Mitchell's shirt. We're going to get that trending. Uh, we're going to get everybody in America to tweet that. So yeah. if you're one of our loyal fans, go out there and tweet that to show your support. You guys got any final goodbyes to our listeners? Um, come back soon, guys. Hopefully the next time we're back, we'll have actual sports to talk about. Yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later. That's true. Social distance yourselves so uh, we can get sports back soon and so you know you don't get like sick or anything. That wouldn't be fun. Yeah. Bye guys. <laughs>